You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, two things. And number one, uh, I don't know that I would use the word pounded with a Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> Can you pound a Yoo-Hoo? I don't know. You, like you'd have to you'd have to drink it in like 12 seconds, isn't that? You probably can, but the thing is, do you want to? Do you want to deal with the after effect of that? Like, I'm all for pounding a beer and dealing with the after effect of pounding a beer. Right. Pounding a Yoohoo's after effect, not so much. You know what it is? It's venturing into the unknown, and at this age, that's not something I'm going to do. I'm not 19. You You got to keep it tight. 19-year-old Carlin, (laughs) you could get him a party ball of Yoohoo. He'd stand on his head and he'd drink it all night. I I may have had a party ball of YooHoo in college, <laughs> along with a party ball of many many other things. Do they still make those? I don't party think so. Remember thing? the party ball? You just made me reminisce. Hell I yeah. love the party ball. Many an, an many an underage night in the woods with the oh. party ball. <laughs> oh my god! And, and then the if year- it didn't work, you could just break it open and just dump your cup into it. <laughs> We used to take it to the, uh, we used to bring the party ball to the bowling alley in the year I really? took off from work. Yeah, our work, uh, year I took off from school after my freshman year, which. Really? I, yeah. Wait, are you allowed to, it was, was the bowling alley BYOB? At that time they allowed it. I don't know okay. why they did, but they did. That yeah, was, shockingly. Exactly. <laughs> BYOB, not really a thing anymore. No. People look to capitalize. Not really. I, party ball was solid. That was a solid idea. I'm disappointed that it has disappeared. Well, really let's uh, let's get on the social media here and ask people if it still exists. Carlin versus Joe wants to know, does the party ball still exist? Send it out. Follow us at Carlin versus Joe on ESPN radio uh, and on the ESPN app. Uh, that is our social handle over on X or Twitter or whatever the hell you call it now. Um, <laughs> I guess it's formerly now it's Prince. Now, it, basically, Twitter has turned into Prince <laughs> in that it is X formerly known as Twitter. Not unlike Prince back in the day. Um we have to get to these games this weekend in which we have 0-1 teams that need to win. We, there are a couple of 0-1 teams that, listen, if they lose, I'm not remotely worried. I'm not remotely worried about the Kansas City Chiefs being in big trouble here, Joe, at all if they fall to 0-2. Because I think even if they went 1-3, when you look at their schedule, the Chiefs are going to be just fine. But there are teams we have to be concerned about. So let's delve into a couple of those games. And at first, we will start in Arizona. Giants at Cardinals. Giants going 0-2. Boy, you could pretty much zip the bag and close the drawer. The season is over if the Giants go 0-2 and lose to the Cardinals. Should they go 0-2, here's what they're facing the following four weeks. At San Francisco, home against Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo. Good night. That could be 0-6. That's not could be. That's not could be. 
It's a yeah. minimum one in five likely 0-6. The other note I need to throw out there. Coming off that loss to Dallas last week, I was convinced the Giants were a great bet this week. They were a five-and-a-half-point favorite at the beginning of the week. They are now a four-point favorite. Money coming in against them. I talked to a couple people earlier today who I tr- whose opinions I very much trust. They're playing Arizona. I'm not saying I'm on Arizona, but I am saying watch out if you are a Giants fan. This season could get away from you in a hurry if things do not go well in the desert on Sunday. Are you telling me the Sharps are looking at Arizona? Yeah, I mean, it was five and a half and it came down to four. And I ask you this, if it's not Sharp money, how many people in the public are running up to the window to get down on Arizona? Yeah, I don't see it. So that's a fair point. Wow. Wow. That could that could that could really wipe out some survivor pools too. Tread lightly with that one. Oh, definitely so. Raiders at Bills. Uh, the Bills, uh, as we have talked about in many many times on this show, are very much a team that could see this turn south in a hurry on them. Losing this game to the Raiders at home. You are going to have major, major problems. You're going to have problems when it comes to issues within the team. Because if they, let's call it what it is. If they lose this game, it means that Josh Allen has continued to turn the football over. Is that fair? I think it's pretty fair. It's fair. You're not going to have a very clean game from Allen against the Raiders that the Bills are going to end up losing. You lost the game to the Jets that had Aaron Rodgers stayed healthy. All right, no harm, no foul. But he got hurt on the fourth snap of the game, and you got beat by Zach Wilson. Now you're going to turn around, and as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, you're going to welcome the Raiders to Ralph Wilson Stadium. You lose that game. It's not because you don't have the talent to win these games. It's because you're not executing, and you're going to start losing the chemistry, and it's all going to come unglued in a hurry. So while the Giants can't afford to lose in Arizona because the upcoming schedule will bury them, the Bills can't afford to lose this game because you could see them coming unglued at the seams. They feel like they're one controversy away from imploding. I I totally agree, and I could see it getting ugly in Buffalo. I have the Bills not making the playoffs this year, and Allen's turnovers are a big reason why, and we saw the other night. Ravens and Bengals. You know, this is very interesting for Cincinnati. It's a tough spot, and if you go 0-2 in the division, and you've lost two division games, and we saw Burrow look as bad as he did last week, I tell you, The one thing that has kind of crossed my mind, and I'm not trying to put it out there in the universe, but it was a calf injury, right? It was. And what have we seen traditionally with calf injuries? They could be connected to the Achilles. Exactly. And Aaron Rodgers dealt with a little calf injury this offseason. I'm a little worried about Burrow from that standpoint, too. Uh, I, I don't know that the Bengals can rebound again from an 0-2 start like they did last year. Should the Bengals fall on their face against Baltimore, and they are at home, they are three-point favorites in this matchup, and the Baltimore secondary is reeling a little bit. Should they lose that game and fall to 0-2, they will then host the Rams, travel to the Titans, travel to the Cardinals, host the Seahawks. Winning four straight is sitting there for them. So they could be four and two going into their bye week in week seven, at which time they would emerge in week eight and they'd go to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Certainly a daunting task, but a loss on Sunday 
could set the stage for a 4-2 and two run, and then you'd be saying to yourself, all right, there's not a whole lot of panic here. But you lose the Niner game and you go to 4-3, and three, then you host Buffalo and you go to 4-4, four and four, suddenly you get the meat of a divisional schedule coming up and you might find yourself on the outside looking in. So Cincinnati has to tread easy. They can lose and bounce back, but they got to tread easy. Rams at Steelers. Another AFC North situation with Pittsburgh potentially going to 0-2. Now, to Joe's uh, point about 0-2 in the division, Pittsburgh going to 0-2 not as rough as it would be for Cincinnati, primarily because their first loss came last week uh, to San Francisco, as we know. Now, for the Steelers, though, going 0-2 raises major questions. It It raises questions about Kenny Pickett. It raises questions about where they are as an organization compared to where they thought they would be. I know what Mike Tomlin does. After what happened last year at two and six, you can't continuously ask him uh, to keep doing that and be able to bring a team back to actually have a chance at a playoff spot in week 18 again. They are a team that gets better as the year goes on. That's a hallmark of Tomlin and his Pittsburgh coaching staff. But that said, Um, How about the schedule makers making the AFC North go round and round with each other the first two weeks of the season? Yeah, I mean, you could have Cleveland and you could have Baltimore at 2-0 on top. and You could have Cincinnati and the Steelers at 0-2 on the bottom. And you don't. I mean, the idea of being 0-2 after two divisional games, looking up at everybody else in the division like Baltimore and Cleveland would be a nightmare scenario for Pittsburgh because they were already on thin margins. Many people handicapped them as the fourth best team in the division, so they need need a surprise here early if they're going to contend week one didn't go well it's going to be all about how you execute in week two because you got to figure these guys have some pride and they were humiliated carlin in week one in moments we've got a little bit of breaking news involving perhaps the biggest game of the weekend who's in and who's out carlin versus joe espn radio sirius xm channel 80 this is the carlin versus joe podcast on espn radio Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. Strong night last night, going three and one. Let's keep it cooking. We've already given out under 38 and a half in the Dallas Jets game this weekend. We've also taken Maryland minus 14 and a half tonight over Virginia. Two more for you this weekend. Let's start in the UFC right here in Las Vegas main event. We're going to play Valentina Shevchenko minus 165 over Alexa Grasso. This is the main event. Grasso is the champion. She beat Shevchenko back in March right here in Las Vegas to win the belt. Go back to that fight. Shevchenko was a minus 650 favorite. She was a monster favorite. And in the eyes of many, she was winning on the cards late in the fourth round when she got submitted. Now we can have her at a price of minus 165. That's what it comes down to for me. Value. Pizza money. Valentina Shevchenko minus 165 over Alexa Grasso. In addition to that, to the college gridiron we go. Florida plus six and a half over Tennessee. I think Tennessee's a bit overvalued based on how well they performed last year. But remember, no more Hendon Hooker, no more Jalen Hyatt. They are both gone. First true road test of the season for Tennessee. They're going to the swamp. It's going to be hostile. Give me Florida plus the six and a half. Oh, 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 I like it. I like it. And with that in mind, my friend, Bear is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, let the Home Depot help you get projects done right with Bear Premium Plus Interior Paint. And that Florida-Tennessee game right here on ESPN Radio. It is tomorrow night, Florida, hosting Tennessee. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern. It is Kesty, Kelly Stauffer, and Ian Fitzsimmons right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. That's right. Just moments ago, Andy Reid announcing that, in fact, this week, both Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones will make their debuts for this season against the Jacksonville Jaguars down in Duval. So the Chiefs pretty much at full strength with those two returning this week. Of course, Jones off the holdout, and now uh, you get Travis Kelsey back, as we talked to Jeff Darlington about earlier. You wouldn't expect somebody who has not missed a game, I think, in six years or seven years coming in uh, to miss a second game, and that is the case. Does that... Uh, it obviously strengthens your position that we took earlier as a show on the Chiefs, even though I... I'm separating myself from that and going with Jacksonville. (laughs) As a show unit, we are laying the three and a half with Kansas City. As an individual, you are taking Jacksonville plus. Call me the gambling punches pilot as I wash my hands of this. (laughs) That's good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we saw this spread somewhere around Kansas City minus two and a half, and then it popped a couple days ago. Probably had to do with the fact that Kelsey was trending in the right direction and that Chris Jones was going to play. So here we are. A situation where a Kansas City defense getting Chris Jones back is going to be monstrous in this game because that's one of the weak links, if you can find weak links, with the Jacksonville roster. The offensive line isn't necessarily up to par. And they lost their starting right tackle last year in free agency. Cam Robinson, their starting left tackle, tackle, excuse me, serving a four-game PED suspension, so he's not going to be available. So Kansas City's defense should be able to get after Lawrence. And if you can get after Lawrence, you can at least try to mitigate the damage he and that outstanding wide receiver unit could put on you if they have the time to connect. 
Calvin Ridley came right out of the gates, didn't miss any time in his debut with this team, had a monster in week one against Indianapolis. You know, Kelsey coming back helps open up the field for everyone else, takes some of the pressure off of Kadarius Toney, who, I mean, as we watched, had an awful week one. So Kansas City, tables set to go out there and bounce back. Jacksonville, huge opportunity to announce your presence. Huge opportunity. Consider this your debutante ball, right? This is your cotillion. You're coming out. Does that I work? think that's exactly how Doug Peterson is putting it in his motivational <laughs> speech tomorrow night. Gentlemen, this is our cotillion. <laughs> how many guys in the locker room would even know what the hell he's talking about? <laughs> exactly. It is our debutante ball. <laughs> Carlin we versus Joe. We are announcing our presence. <laughs> On ESPN Radio. Now, one thing that we talked about the other day, and I want to maybe they, we make this a weekly segment. YouTube TV, let's be real, knocked it out of the park for their yes. first day last week. If there was one thing that I did not love, one thing. So let's call it a double off the wall with okay. this, okay? It was that with the coverage of the NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube TV, you have the four box option where you can watch four games at once or red zone and three games all at once on your screen. Now, you've always been able to select those games before. You could pick the individual games and put them in there. That is the one knock we have. They pick the four games or red zone and three games for you. So for whatever reason last week, I could not get away from Titan Saints in any of the boxes (laughs) that I wanted to watch. Every mathematical permutation led back to Saints-Titans. Exactly. Uh, Tight game in terms of the score, not remotely an interesting game. Not at all. If you were trying to cover that Tennessee spread, it was interesting. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But that's, that's the only reason at that point, right? So as I look at the card this week i've already figured it out i want to get your take <laughs> i know what, what the four the, box is gonna be <laughs> what is the one game in the let's just say the one o'clock games that is going to be sandwiched in with you know baltimore cincinnati uh kansas city jacksonville and you detroit, know seattle detroit that seattle be good what will be the fourth game that you will be stuck with? Yeah, so I can tell you right now, you're going to get Chiefs-Jags, you're going to get Baltimore-Cincinnati, you're going to get Detroit-Seattle, and then you're going to get Houston-Indianapolis. And you're going to want nothing to oh, do God. with that mess of a game. Oh, my God. It's going to be right there in that box as you're trying to figure out how to get Chargers-Titans on late, how to get Bills-Raiders on late because there's a possible backdoor cover. Packers-Falcons, I think, could be very compelling. It is going to be houston Indianapolis. That is going to be the Carlin versus Joe four box of doom game of the week. (laughs) So I think with that in mind, don't we owe an obligation to our listeners to put some sort of a wager on what we anticipate will be the dog game of the week in the four box? Well, okay, so yes, I'm all for all wagers. Yeah. How many different four box options do they give you, though? 
Because they, they give you, you like I, last I week on the like one o'clock games, they gave you a good five five different options. So and how do we settle them, the bet? And they gave you they gave you a, a three box option as well, and then they gave you a three box option with red zone. So I, the, I would the, say first of all, the idea that you have a four box option, and then it's also like, hey, unless you want this three box option, why would I want less football? It also doesn't look aesthetically pleasing with the one game on top and the other two underneath it. No. Like you can just take that option off the table, YouTube. I'm going to save you some money. No one needs the three box when the four box is available. Well, you just cost that guy his job. The one guy who's in charge of that, he's the guy now, who's been pitching the three box for yeah, like he's three out. years. I'm telling you, the three <laughs> box people like less football. There are people who will be overwhelmed by four. But three you know that number. there will be times that you will look at it and say. Eh, if we have to watch Indianapolis, Houston, maybe I'd be good with three bucks here. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was that guy's point. All yeah. right. If you're not going to let them pick their own for the four box, you might as well give them the three box of destiny. So just to look at that game real quick, it's Colts minus one in Houston. I don't care. I don't, I don't want to watch it. Over no under 40. Make that. No, but what I'm saying is, do we just put a little something on it in case we're stuck with it? Yeah. If it ends up in the four box, we have to bet it. You have to have it's some gonna be reason. in the four box, dude. All it's right, so be. I don't know who wins this game. I, this is the this is the ultimate. There are people telling me this is the way to play Survivor this week. I was like, why would you want to bet Survivor on this? They're like, you should not you take listen Houston, to those You people. would never. You you save all the good teams. You you would use Houston. I'm like, yeah, but they're very capable of losing this game. You realize that? I'm playing for millions of dollars. I'm not going to put it on Houston. I, I, yeah, I don't know who gotta, would ever do that. Why would who's going to win that game? That? You're playing for millions of dollars? How big is this pool? Oh, this contest is what they call the nuts in poker parlance. This really? contest is the nuts. Yes, sir. It's the, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do a whole lot of promotion of it, given our partners, but okay. it's out here in Vegas. It's a $1,000 buy-in. I have a oh, partner wow. on it. He's a good friend, Big Puma out of Chicago. Of uh, course, Big Puma. The Big Puma. Uh, yep. He is exactly what his nickname makes him out to be. When he comes to town, he comes to town in tracksuits exclusively. That's Only amazing. will wear tracksuits while he's here in town. And he, shall I say, fills them out. We call that, and uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the term being from the Philadelphia area, the South Philly tuxedo. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. sir. I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> The well, Philly that's exactly what the tracksuit is. Uh, having said that, um, let us I, I think more over under here. OK, I can get behind that because the last I, thing you want to do is who wins or loses. All right. It's uh, the total's 40. Uh, my incline, my inclination would be under, but just because you got two rookie <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> I want that game to be three nothing. I want that game to be two nothing. Oh man, I, 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 I can go with that. I, I have no feel. See, that's yeah. the problem with this. I have no feel with which I could try to persuade you into doing anything. We could take the producers had over one hundred ninety eight and a half passing yards on Anthony Richardson. We could do that. Or, uh, and here's a counterpoint: we could bet against the producers and take the under. I think that's more fun. Fade the producers. Yeah. And that's Maybe what we Greeny show to, we're fading? We should have a bet every week. Fade the producers. <laughs> the producer parlay is strictly our way of getting eight picks from a bunch of producers so that we can make eight individual bets the other way. <laughs> and it's only fitting. It's unsportsmanlikes, Joe. So it's unsportsmanlikes. Part well, of the the that went with Richardson. I, the, and that, that under, yep. I guarantee you this, that under is heavily canty influenced because he, or that over rather, he loves Anthony Richardson. 
He does. He loves them. Okay. Yeah. So I think there's a heavy Canty influence there. Under 198 and a half passing yards for Anthony Richardson. Now that game suddenly takes on much more importance inside the YouTube four box. Thus, we care about the fourth box. (laughs) Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Aaron Rodgers has spoken on his future. You will hear what he had to say next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Oh, yeah. Whenever Aaron's got his mind set on something, good luck for anybody that wants to change his mind. I still feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the mix in 2024. I just don't feel like with everything he invested this whole offseason that he would just let that be the end of his career. If there's no guarantee that he's going to stay healthier than what he was this year or he's going to be as productive as we've seen him in the past three or four years, then why would you commit as an organization to Aaron Rodgers? Maybe sooner than 2024. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show just a few moments ago addressing his future. Give me the doubts. Yes. Give me the doubts. Give me the, uh, the timetables. Give me all the things that you think can, should, or will happen. Because... All I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. That's all I need. So give me your give me your doubts, give me your prognostications, and then watch what I do. Give me your tired, give me your poor. <laughs> the end right there. Watch what I do. And then <laughs> asked about the possibility of when he would return, did not rule out a playoff run in 2023, quote, to quote Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. And I want to get a true reaction here. Evan Wilner is a Jet fan, and I want to know, he's also kind of a noted Rodgers hater, at least leading up to the trade. Very odd. And uh, I want to get his take on what you heard strictly as a Jet fan in that moment, Evan Wilner. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I'm focused so much on the Cowboys. You know, we're, we're going week to week here, and I'm focused on Zach Wilson and the Cowboys. But it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is, A, definitely coming back next season, which is very exciting. And, B, 
Like, he's trying to be the fastest guy to ever come back from this. And and don't count it out. Like, maybe we see Aaron Rodgers. Maybe the Jets somehow, Zach Wilson, gets them to the playoffs. Do we see Zach Wilson in January? Maybe that extra game in the regular season helps this a little bit. It's very doubtful from, like, a just physical standpoint. But it sounds like he's going to try and do it. I I absolutely love the idea of how, after those comments, Jet fans can sit here and think to themselves, all right, if Zach Wilson can get us to the playoffs, which would mean Zach Wilson would play well enough to get you to the playoffs, right? you would so easily throw him in the trash for Aaron Rodgers when all you're asking for right now is for him to get you to the playoffs. Like, think about that. That's a human being we're talking about. And it's like, if he can rise up and somehow get us to the playoffs, we can't wait to throw him in the dumpster out back to take Rodgers, his 40-year-old body, and his bum wheel and get him out there in the playoffs against an ultra-aggressive defense from, say, I don't know, Cincinnati. That's the dream right there, huh? Well, now here's what I'm rooting for. They make the trade for Kirk Cousins, and Rodgers wants to come back and play in the playoffs. (laughs) I want Rodgers knocking Kirk Cousins off the field and limping out there to face the Bengals. That would be incredible. That would would be so incredible theater. Let's hear a little bit more from Rodgers. Here he is on returning this season as a possibility again on the Pat McAfee show just a little while ago. There's been some guys with some interesting timetables on uh, Achilles returns. But, uh, you know, we'll see see what happens. It, it's just there's a process. There's certain markers we got to hit. You trying but... to say you're coming back this season? <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Are you coming back for the playoffs this year? I'm not going to make any of those statements. I don't feel like that's, that's fair to myself. I'm just... Uh, Is it a possibility? <laughs> I think, uh, as Kevin Garnett said, uh, anything's possible. <laughs> there you go. I First of all, I love, the, I love the fact that it's... Well, that's not fair to me. <laughs> I love the way he slides that in there, just like he did the other day with the, you know, uh, I don't want to say it's me, but a lot of guys have looked at the situation and uh, have really, uh, they have gravitated toward me and the energy I bring. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, it, look, I love the optimism. The mindset's going to be the most important thing for him moving forward. That positivity, that desire. We've heard from everyone who's gone through this, how grueling this rehab process is. So I'm glad he's going into it like that because ultimately the NFL is better with Aaron Rodgers than without. So hopefully we can get him back at some point. Hopefully he's feeling good. Hopefully he can play competitive football again. The idea of getting back for the postseason, I don't know about that. I mean, even if you are back, I don't know how effective you would be, but you know what? At least you're setting your sights on something and you're going after an ambitious goal. For that, I do applaud you. So as a Jets fan, what happens if the Jets are rolling with Wilson, Rodgers wants to come back, and they lose their first— like, say they win eight in a row to get into— finish the season, get into the playoffs. Rodgers comes back for the first playoff game and they lose. Like, everybody's just going to continue to talk about how Aaron Rodgers can't win in the playoffs. That Zach Wilson was winning with this team. They put Rodgers out there for the playoffs and they lost. Like, that is going to hurt his legacy so much. Yeah, but I think ultimately, listen, first of all, 
It's a hell of a hypothetical based on what we know about Zach Wilson. It's, so, it's everything in this hypothetical yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. All right. Yes. Rodgers coming back from the Achilles in like half the time. Zach Wilson playing great football and getting into the playoffs. Rodgers being the reason they lose and not Wilson. Everything about this is flawed. This is so, as flawed a hypothetical as you will ever be presented with. With the idea that, I mean, first of all, it's a talk show host dream to have all of that happen. Yes. It's amazing. I mean, we'll have content <laughs> for weeks. But uh, secondly, with Rodgers in particular, they won't let that happen. They they won't. If if Zach Wilson has somehow won eight in a row, they're not going to let Aaron, and Aaron's not going to want to put the organization in that kind of position. I can't imagine that he would be walking into the facility week before playing the Bengals and saying, oh, let's go, fellas, I'm ready. You know, I don't see that happening. Again, the very idea that we addressed how ridiculous every element of this hypothetical was only for you to indulge it seriously with what you think would happen and how it would play out just adds to the layers of ridiculousness involved here. You very seriously broke down how the Jets would handle this completely absurd hypothetical. Absolutely. You did it with a straight face, too. You're like, look, people have to understand this is how it would play out. <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> I really, I, now that I think about it more and more, I really want him to trade for Cousins and then for Rodgers to do that. <laughs> I want him to be like the two seed in the AFC. They've traded for Cousins, who's played well for them. And then Aaron says, I'm ready. Let's go. Here's here's That'd a new one. Great. I'm going to give you this one. Yeah. Uh, Wilson does what he needs to do to manage the team into the playoffs. Rodgers right. gets very close to coming back, and it turns out he's a medical freak. He found some holistic medicine. He's going to be ready, but he's not ready for the start. So the Jets go to Wilson, who plays average, but they win a wild card game. Then they go to Wilson for the divisional round. He plays average again, and they win. They get to the AFC Championship. In this scenario, this completely non-ridiculous scenario, Rodgers is now ready to come back for the AFC Championship game. He comes back, but he looks miserable in the first half of that game. They're down three scores. Wilson takes over in the second half, leads him back, and wins the game. Who starts the Super Bowl? Well, now you're being ridiculous. (laughs) Classic Seinfeld right there. (laughs) Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Of course, Wilson would start the game. Of course he would. (laughs) You don't go back to Aaron Rodgers after he showed you he can't get it done in the first half of the AFC championship game. Nope. You're done. (laughs) See you later. It is Zach Wilson right now, which begs the question, With the Cowboys and the Jets on Monday, who is going to be the most scrutinized quarterback in the next 72 hours or 72 hours from now? It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You rent or own. Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. I do want to make it very clear Zach's our quarterback. Zach completely understood what was going down. From the moment he took the huddle, you know, just the volume in his voice when he was making those calls, it just sounded different. It felt different. I still would not go out there unless somehow, some way, which is not happening, they can get Tom Brady. Zach Wilson's my guy. If I'm the New York Jets, I have not heard an option this morning that makes more sense to me than Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback for the Jets. We've got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity, but we're, we're rolling with Zach. NFL action this Sunday right here on ESPN Radio. Bills host the Raiders. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. That, of course, is previewing Zach Wilson returning for the New York Jets to the lineup with Aaron Rodgers' injury. And Zach and the Jets taking on Dak and the Cowboys on Sunday in Dallas. Rodgers, just a little while ago on the Pat McAfee Show, speaking on the confidence he has in Zach Wilson as the Jets start. Yeah, I'm very confident in Zach, and I think he's confident himself, which is the most important thing. It was an important offseason for him. You know, very important, I think, to get his confidence back and uh, to be able to work on, uh, you know, some of the little fundamental things uh, that I think you've seen show up in the preseason and obviously the other night uh, on Monday. But um... They've had a long relationship, the two of them, uh, going back to when Zach was in college. I honestly believe Rodgers is going to have a very positive influence on him. He has so far, and I think he's going to be around. I think he's going to be in the building. You're just not going to see him or hear from him very much. He's just he's going to be back there helping to get him ready each and every week. I expect that to be the case. We are just on the precipice of a tremendous opportunity for Zach Wilson. I mean, yeah. he's been in the league a few years. It has not gone well. He was the number two overall pick. It's not as if he was a third rounder that they were hoping to develop. I mean, for crying out loud, Desmond Ritter is a third rounder in Atlanta, and he's starting. He's the guy. I'm not saying it's going great, but he is the guy down there. Wilson was expected to at least, you know, hold the job for a few years, and then they make the determination, but they moved on from him so quickly because it was so god-awful. And now here he is presented with the opportunity to step in and take over a team that has such potential this season to make a deep run if he can just be average. No one's asking him to be great. He just needs to be average. I cannot wait to watch this game on Sunday just to see how it's going to shake down because it's not as if he's getting a soft landing spot. Like a lot of times when you want to make the transition to the rookie Carlin, you'll sit him for five weeks and then you have the bye week six and then week seven you come off the bye and you play like Houston and you figure this is a nice soft landing spot. This is baptism by fire. He's stepping in against Dallas on the road in their home opener. Especially when you watch the tape from what they did to the Giants offensive line, which is better than the Jet offensive line the other night. That was a demolition in the way that they treated them up front. Um, To your point, the opportunity that he has. 
Would we agree that the Jets are likely to end up with a top three defense in the league? It feels like it. Yes, it feels like we're on on the on the on our way to watching them be one of the league's elite defenses. So, with that in mind, we're talking about top three scoring defense in the league over the last twenty seasons. So that's sixty teams that have had top three defenses in the league. Only six have not made the playoffs. Only six of sixty of sixty. So ten percent. Like this is that is a stat that I am showing. To Zach Wilson, if I am, you know, Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett, I am showing him in numbers what the opportunity is for him. Look at what we are. Look at what we can do if you just do the right thing with the football. And that's where I think come Monday, uh, Freddie and Harry were talking about this yesterday. Who is going to be the more criticized or scrutinized quarterback in the NFL come Monday. They were saying that they believe it'll be Zach. I don't even know that Zach is going to be the most criticized or scrutinized from that game if we're going to see Dak Prescott lose that game to the Jets. If that were to happen, Dak is going to be squarely in the crosshairs. So let me throw the scenarios at you of how that game could play out, and you tell me who ends up being the most scrutinized. Mm. Obviously, a Dallas blowout win will lead to Wilson being scrutinized, and a Jets blowout win would lead to Prescott. But what's the talking point if it's a really tight 24-23 game and Dallas wins? Well, it's going to have to depend on Wilson's culpability in the loss. So if Wilson plays great in the loss, what if Wilson plays great in the loss and Prescott looks lousy in the win? There I you think go. you're I think you're probably still gonna have Dak catch more heat. I think people will come out of that game feeling really good about the Jets. I, I think they will come out of that game feeling really, really good about the Jets. Because if 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 Zach plays well, again, a a scenario that we talked about just moments ago that is highly <laughs> unlikely <laughs> that we are giving credence to. Uh, In that case, I think a lot of people will feel really good about it. College football tomorrow, Illinois hosting Penn State. Coverage begins 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Uh, Evan, do we have any more here? we got a couple of more cuts from Rodgers that we want to hear. What do we have here with uh, these two in particular I see on our screen? You can just tell me on the air. Will yeah, so he be on the in, sideline? Uh, in white, the 19-second clip is him on if he'll be on the sideline for the Jets here coming up. Okay. Uh, I need you to hit it because somehow my connection to the studio has disappeared as if you were ruling me out yourselves already. Is it a fat finger situation? It is not. It is not a fat finger situation. There's an upset like the Jets beating the Cowboys. Huge upset. Talk about unlikely. (laughs) Well, I think first to the safety level, uh, we've got to get got to get ambulatory, which is going to happen pretty soon. And then, uh, you know, just make sure that I'm safe. I I would assume I won't be on the sidelines for a while, but um, Never know if I can get a headset uh, in whatever box I'm in, you know, just to maybe throw some suggestions in there. You're not, you're not going to see him on the sideline because they can't afford to put him on the sideline with that. Right. Like, that is that is just purely a safety issue. Um, he used the term ambulatory. What exactly is that? Does that mean he's he can about move, to move? He can walk. He can, that's what being able to walk means? You're amb- ambulatory? Yes. 
you can move around freely. You can get around okay without. He couldn't just say uh, until I'm up and ready to move on my own again. He had to use that term. Are, are you new? This is. He's going to show you how Do you use this term a lot in your day on your day to day? How I, often? This how many times in 2023 have you said ambulatory prior to this segment? I confidently can say once. Once in one conversation, and it was regarding my 90 year old mother. <laughs> Is your 90-year-old mother ambulatory? Not really. Not right now. <laughs> so I w- just as I wouldn't put my mom on the sideline for the Jet game this week, I would not put Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. For the <laughs> All right. Jet. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally true. <laughs> I have used it exactly one time, and I know when. <laughs> yes. And it, that's exactly it. That's exactly oh, man. it. Look, Do you want him calling plays, you think? You think it's a good idea to have him up there calling plays? I think that Zach Wilson is going to need all the help he can get and all the guidance he can get. Calling plays? No. you got to have one voice in his ear. Conversation among those guys about what might work? Yeah, I think that's okay. If he has a headset and they're having a conversation among coaches and such, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't know what's allowed there either, You know how many people are allowed to be up in the booth either. I don't know how exactly that works. I'm sure there's some sort of a limit there. Are you surprised by how much of your life over the last year you have committed to the New York Jets? We we are breaking down every possible angle of an ambulatory man in a booth calling plays for a backup quarterback. Surprised isn't the word. Um, shocked would be a word. Disappointed, probably another word. I would <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.